I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dirt on Flowers podcast, your number one flower farming podcast. I can't not. You're still going sorry. with it. I'm sorry. I'm still. I am. I was. Uh, I was scrolling Instagram earlier this week, and I saw. Do you know Dude with Sign? He's on Instagram. No. He's the guy that holds the cardboard sign. That he's in like no. New York City. No, no, no. Okay. Oh my I'll, gosh. I'll, I'll you got. I'll sit. Yeah, I'll send him too. He's hilarious. <laughs> he always just has these really like witty, kind of sarcastic things, and it said. Um, who TF is listening to all these podcasts? That's what his sign said. Like, so he was funny stuff like that. I was like, I wanted to throw it up on oh our uh, podcast That's page. Actually- yeah. <laughs> I know it was funny. It's like, who is listening to all these podcasts? That's I don't. There's, I know. Only, there's a podcast for everything. I mean, yeah. True. I mean, every niche there is out there, there's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, Anything you want to like SEO? I was looking up SEO yes. stuff the other day, and so I was just like trying to find podcasts on SEO and trying to yeah. figure that out for my website. But yeah, there's 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 something for everything. But mm-hmm. that guy made me the guy makes me laugh. You have to <laughs> you have to watch him or follow him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how are things going on the farm? Warming up, yeah. making beds. I saw you guys are yeah getting yeah. going. Dahlia uh, tubers shipped out. Yeah, Dahlia tubers are done. Thank God. My, I have, mm-hmm. you know, if you've ever been to our farm, like we kind of turned our extra garage into like our studio space. We're like a working space. It's more like a retail front now, but, um, it, we like completely destroyed it with, with fo- nasty folding tables, <laughs> Talia tuber crates, and just the whole thing. So I'm like, I, I can't wait to get the studio cleaned back up. I'm like looking right now at this big mess. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. But yeah, Talia tubers are out. Judd's making bed with beds with his new tractor. So he was like, literally, when I say I have never seen this man smile <laughs> like this, he was just so excited, just so relieved. I mean, he, when you have a tractor that like isn't really fit for what you're doing, it's frustrating. Like there's yeah. now he has all these creature comforts, which is really fun. And um, no, he's he's bringing me a cup of coffee. Is he? Oh, Judd, we're just talking about you. <laughs> Okay, he's out a nice guy. <laughs> um, so it's just been it's been really fun to see like him be so excited. So usually like something that would take like literally the whole week and a lot of frustration, curse words, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what just happened in a day. So he was just so excited. And we went to that um agritourism days con- in yeah. um, Cincinnati, which was really fun. We got away, which was nice. But um these agro farms, man, they are like so they're all in it 100 percent, and i i love yeah. it they are like you know what the, the main thing i think this is like a really great takeaway so i wanted to make sure that i shared it but they are like everything that they they do they are considering the customer experience so it made me rethink some of the things that we're doing it's like how do in every single thing we do 
the way that we email, you know, every touch base, when they call the phone, like everything is just like so like dialed into the customer experience. Like Mm -hmm. that is their job. They think is like making the customer experience better. So yeah, I was just like, you know, I challenged myself to think about what opportunities I have to make my customers experience better. And I would really like challenge all of you too, because I was like, wow, they are like, that is the forefront of what they do. Now I know experience is their, is their business. Um, but it is ours too, in some ways, especially if you're having people on the farm or doing workshops or whatever, but yeah, that that, that was my good takeaway. They're, they're, they're rock stars, man. They're, they're killing it. They're, they're, they're a good group. Did you notice when I spoke at NAFTA in Mm -hmm. Austin, that's Mm -hmm. an agritourism. Yes. That's the the whole association is about that. And, um, it's on an, it's a national organization. And did you notice they all have donut makers? Like they all (laughs) kept talking about, I'm like, wait, is this a, this is a thing? Like they, (laughs) they talked about like, if you have whatever, if you get your by the time pumpkins, you know, come around or whatever yes. the thing is, they're picking berries and they're like, make sure you've got your donut machine. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> am I hearing this right? Donuts. I, what is better than a hot, on. hot donut? I know, but that's just a funny thing to catch on to yeah. me where you're just oh, like, yeah. I'm going to go get this and then got to get my donut. Something that was really interesting is they were talking specifically the one farm that we went to, which was Blooms and Berries in Loveland, Ohio. They have over a hundred thousand people come through their door every single every single year. Like they're they're pretty amazing. They use a ticketing software. So talking about how online ticketing, there was so much like legal, I learned so much things mm-hmm. in a legal realm about ticketing, like how you can increase your sales through like strategic ticketing and stuff. It was really good. So I I, I did a post but um on it um on the Dirt on Flowers Instagram. And, but it really is like, it really put, it challenged myself and I'm like, okay, I'm like in a different arena here, but we took so much, Mm -hmm. even though we're not in that space right now, like we're not an agro big, like agritourism farm, but taking pieces of that and applying it to your business, it was like, it was gold. It was good. We learned so much, so much. Yeah. 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 There's always, it's interesting to get those ideas. One of the things when I was speaking is these, one of these farms was talking about making, uh, apple slushies. So apple cider slushies. So I came back to the farmer's market. You know how, do you know how like you'll be talking to a customer and they're like, I have the best idea for you as if it's like the <laughs> the first time you've ever thought of it, which yeah, is always so right. sweet. But I went to Katie at <laughs> yeah. our farmer's market who has our, our local orchard. And I was like, I texted her. I was like, man, I got the thing. <laughs> like so confident. Like I, you've never heard this. <laughs> And this is going to make you a lot of money. And I'm super excited. She's like, let and, me guess. Uh, apple cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told her she was so sweet. She's like, yeah, yeah. we've considered it. And, you know, all the, all the things that I would say if somebody gave me the idea of like, you know, you should have workshops or whatever the sweet thing is they're trying to say. But I was so funny. I was like, oh, I was that person for you, Kate. Oh. I'm so sorry. I know, but yeah. you're not in that world. Like you're no. like, oh my gosh, like this is genius. Do yeah. you know how much money I'd pay for an one of their apple cider slushies? <laughs> and I would be there every day. They're like ten minutes from me. I would drive. Aww. I would drive out every day. So I was. There was some. Uh, I think there's like legal things with food, serving food, yes. and all that whole deal, right? Like yeah. licensing, but. I'm like, I'll help you work through it. You know, I'm going down the whole route. <laughs> She's probably like, Lindsay, just, just 
stick to flowers, uh, man. Yeah, but really. I know, but they're fun I mean, group to be around. They they are. They're just like all about the customer experience, and I'm like, I need to be thinking as even like as more other farms pop up and, and that stuff's going to happen. But yeah. it's like, how, how are you differentiating yourself? And that to me is like a huge opportunity for dif- to differentiate yourself from other yeah. farms or other, other flower businesses, you know, grocery stores, all of it. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's I, uh, when I think about the customer, that's why I have somebody else answer the phone and things, you know, <laughs> I have somebody else doing customer service. Cause when I got a lot of things going on, I know my strengths, man. I mean, I can be really, I can be very sweet, but you are sweet. I get tired when they call and ask for directions, and I think just Google it, just Google. <laughs> yeah, you like you typed oh. in, you found my phone number, just hit the button beside it, which just sounds so <laughs> terrible. But or sometimes anyway. they'll call and be like, "Oh, do I go north on the such and such street?" I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stop asking me directions. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't know, North. I, know. I mean, come on. Judd's always yeah. Judd is like totally direction. He loves like yeah. oh you know he, oh this is North and this is I'm always like I have no idea where I'm at or what direction I'm facing. Do you have a smartphone? <laughs> no excuses oh. now to not have your directions in order. No, come not, on. I mean, come on. Listen, I I've seen like 80 year olds with iPhones. Oh like, yeah, they they can work it better than yeah. me. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. oh yeah. But we're digging into succession planting today. Yes. We're, a big we're topic. scratching. It's a big topic. We're scratching it. Yeah. We're yeah. getting a little we're yeah. we ain't giving you all the goods up front. But no, that's not <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much to talk about. There we is. would be here for, for hours. But I know that we're we're gonna try to break it down and simplify mm-hmm. it just to give you a little bit of boost of confidence to let you know like you absolutely can do this and should yes. do this. Yes. Because, we, you know, we wish we were having flowers. We wish that having flowers was all year long was just super easy, right? Like you could just pop in the seeds and let them go. Yeah. But it is, it's like the most important thing I think that we do with mm-hmm. regards to, if we're talking specific to crops, yes. getting, nailing down succession planting, you agree? I mean, it's like, what you, I mean, I mean you have are, to do it. What are we doing if we aren't? I mean, I, I know I've, I've seen, you know, Different people have different advice on this. Generally, like I'm of the, like I'm always even given a Hail Mary succession at the end of the, always with, with really strategic crops. I'm like, yeah. okay, if I had to make a bouquet and my frost doesn't come till November and I need something, I'm like, I'm going to throw some stuff out there and I'm just going to hope that it works. And if it does, it, man, it is going to pay off. But I think it's just like, it's so essential and the really the hard truth is that we have to do it and in my in our opinion right lens yeah. i mean that yeah. that that yeah. is our opinion that it has to happen like there is no i i, I tried to say, i say this with such a hug but there's mm-hmm. no easy button in any of this so mm-hmm. it's not just boop okay i'm just going to have flowers all year round with one succession cuz that's the easiest thing to do it's 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 just not true so i think it's going to feel hard at first and it feels so overwhelming we talk about like mm-hmm. all the information out there we're reading information that doesn't isn't necessarily our zone and it, there's yeah. a lot there's a lot going on so i think you know you guys can totally do this and just to take the i mean if all we do is like give you some confidence and take the pressure off of all this. Yeah. I mean, I think oh, that would be huge. That's why – I guess that's what I keep going back to. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've I've seen advice given on like you don't have to succession plant and you can just, you know, 
put it all in and it's it's like no, no. you to, to to operate as a uh a farm that's going to be be making profit and learning the growing side right like i yeah i don't want to what i don't like about that is that it kind of takes away from like well you can just plant it and forget it i did not succession plant my first year so mm-hmm. i am not sitting here being like oh yeah i had this oh, thing yeah. like figured out because I didn't. And I'm still tweak I still tweak and I'm still mm-hmm. playing around with stuff and and crops still fail. My stock this year, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. I, I I will be I will be so happy if my stock is um four inches. I really will I think four <laughs> inches just for like little bud Aww. faces. It's we, yeah. we got super cold temps in December. Yes. They knocked out what I my fall planted stuff that looked amazing. It got hit. It stunted it this 50 degree swings. So I planned for all of this and it just – the reality is it's not going to – I'm mm-hmm. not going to have good crop this year mm-hmm. of stock and and that's one of those funny ones. Like if you nail it, yes. you nail it. Yeah. So succession planting, it takes time to figure it out but you will absolutely we, – we're going to try to simplify this for you. So just yeah. – it's like taxes. You know how you almost get like tax anxiety? Yeah. Because you're sure. like trying to prepare it and trying to like figure all the things out. And it's like yes. you just can – is if you shift your mindset just like, yeah. okay, we can make this simple. Yeah. And so that's what we kind of want to talk about today is like why you need to be doing succession planting and just mm-hmm. kind of some simple steps to help you sort of figure those things out. Yeah. I think also the, the thing is it's like you – for me at least, I – you have to like feel the hurt of mm-hmm. not having flowers or missing a succession because you got busy. So you didn't seed that last or that third or whatever, that second succession because you got busy and you didn't prioritize it. Like you almost have to like feel that pain in order to truly prioritize it the following year. So it's like part of one of those lessons that we've learned and that we try to share with you guys is like, don't, don't be us. <laughs> Don't don't listen to us. <laughs> but it's just like, um, no, I mean, we have made those mistakes. And when you when it happens, you oh, will yeah. be like, oh my gosh, I should have never, I should have never missed that. Now I'm like wishing I had flowers and I don't. And that is the worst feeling. That is like the worst. Yeah. Have you what like do you have a like yeah. a tale or a, yeah. a, a story about I mean mine was got even, one in mind too. Um, mine was even last year. I mean, look, this is like my seventh year of growing. This will be mm-hmm. my eighth. And I'm still, I am still doing these things and feeling it. So last year we had four different successions. No, we did three. We did three of summer stuff. And the last one, we was in the middle of the season, craziness. Judd and I went and did it one like one day, just the two of us, we were like out of some seeds. I didn't plan ahead of time. So we get there. We're like, I'm like, we'll just, we'll just do whatever we have. In hindsight, I should have taken the time to make sure I had what I needed for that last succession and um, had a plan. So we show up, we do all the seeds that we have, but we were missing some of the big players. Like for me, fall is still marigolds it's still foliage it's still zinnias you know although i really i hate cutting zinnias when my dahlias are blooming but it's still like some of those big players celosia and i just didn't have the quantity that i needed so for me in now that i'm looking back at it i miss because i couldn't do the last two weeks in october for my grocery stores for me that's thousands 
That is Mm -hmm. thousands of dollars. If I would have just literally probably spent 45 minutes, two weeks before I was supposed to do that succession and made sure I had the seeds that I needed, sat Mm -hmm. down, gave it some attention and prioritized it, I wouldn't have missed it. So I was like really kicking my self in yeah. the in the butt so like I'm still making these mistakes like never again now I'm gonna try to like I previously I've always like tried to order seeds as I go to try so I don't over order because that that's a real thing over ordering seeds oh yeah um so but now I'm just like I'm trying to get the plan for the year I'm ordering the seeds that I need and just so I don't I'm taking that you know that opportunity to miss, you know, away from mm-hmm. me essentially. So I'm doing it a little bit different this year, but man, it hurt, it hurt. Oh yeah. And it's, I think succession planting too is, it becomes like, it was difficult for me in the beginning because it's an accountability piece, right? You're managing all 100%. of these other things. Like you're small, it's only you and you're like, okay, I've got to do a marketing calendar and you guys are telling us we got to do this and this and this and, <laughs> and how do you make it all happen? Well, the truth is it doesn't all happen. Mm-hmm. You have to, it's like prioritizing like the things that are going to be making you money. Yeah. And the succession planting is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, it took me years to just get the the weekly sunflower succession. Yeah. I remember like walking through the field because we went, this was, I was still working full time and it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it. We'll, you know, get they get them in the ground. And then you don't. Right. Something else. It's like, oh yeah, shoot, lilies, this. And we were just kind of like always putting out fires. And we are we had a month gap in the middle of the summer with no oh. sunflowers. And I was like, I remember walking through Beautiful. the field like it's awful because yeah. if that thing's got a sunflower in it, you better believe that thing's gonna sell. People yeah. love them. And and I think it was that I think it was that year, which this has happened like multiple times. You know how you'll do successions and then you'll have all eight thousand of them are blooming at the yeah. exact same time. You're like, I know the I did this one week apart, but <laughs> yeah. they're all that's why you yeah. see two for Tuesday on Sundays, um, or two for twenty um yes. on sunflowers because we're swimming in them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not having that. And that was just one thing. It was like I realized I'm like, okay, this just has to be a habit of yeah. us for sunflowers. And that was how I started with succession planting. I just learned and then, you know, because I, I didn't have anything. And then that first year I was sort of scrambling because I thought, whatever, okay, planted a few few seeds. That was the same year that I planted. I think I said this in episode one or two, but I planted sunflowers and I'm such a rule follower. You know, you tell me not to do something or you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it exactly how you tell me to. You go to those pant those wine and canvas classes and you know, they're like, use your creative liberty freedom, you know, and paint whatever. I'm like, tell me what the bunny (laughs) should look like. Okay. I want the Easter egg to match yours. Um, so the packet said like 14 inches or 16 inches. Yeah. Do you know how big these sunflowers were? I mean, I like literally had to get a ladder and they were, they were like little trees and these, I sold them at market. These kids, they were bigger than their heads. It. These sunflowers, yeah. they were going in no nothing. It was so horrendous. <laughs> I, I laugh when I look at those pictures. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, I sold That's them. Funny. I bet the petals fell off of those things. They were probably <laughs> damn near going to form seeds. Yeah. You know, they were just like wrong stage. Head, Everything was head down. So Everything wrong. Yeah. Them. And I have a horticulture degree, y'all. Okay. Like I could grow a sunflower, <laughs> but it's like learning all of those things. And I, yeah. I was super hard on myself uh, that first year. And I remember 
I got advice from somebody just saying like, just have it be a trial year and it'd be fun. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't possess do like trial. Okay. No. This is not in my DNA. So it was very <laughs> foreign to me. And I used it, I used it sort of as like a weapon against myself, like how hard I was. Um, I had a friend that was in the first year. She doesn't farm anymore, but she would be so proud of herself. And she would be like, I just like, look at the magic I've created. I'm like, okay. I need to be more like you. And I just remember trying to like stand and look Aww. at my field and be like, it's magic. And then I would just look <laughs> at all of this stuff. I'm like, and I have a thousand snapdragons blooming. No cooler. This All I see is wasted money. Yeah. Um, so I had no chill that first year. Yeah. It was like I just imagine. using. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, how do, how do I've grown all this stuff? It was just yeah. figuring it out, not giving myself any grace to, to just be in that learning spot. And let me tell you, after seven years, you get real comfortable being in the learning spot because I mean, we are in the learning spot. Yeah. It, eternally. Yes. We need to accept that that's, that's where we're going to be. It's yep. hard. The, the yep. three, the three in us. Oh man. Just I'm so yeah. I'm I'm doing some research about the Enneagram. You are? Yes. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a with with threes, there's a competitive side. Yes. And it's not competition with you. It's competition right. with me. Yes. It's not that I'm I'm competitive with the, you know, flower farm that's 20 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't even think about it. Right. It's me yes. and the standard, which is my parents. This is a perfect example of a three, okay? My parents have a Peloton treadmill mm-hmm. and you can put on like a scenery. And this is mm-hmm. what I've been doing if I can't get to the gym to run out my crazies. I'll run intervals up on my parents' <laughs> treadmill. And they put your personal best up there, like, you know, your input or your output number yes. on 30 minutes. So I'm literally dying. Okay. And I look <laughs> down and there's like three minutes left in my time. And I'm so close to hitting that personal <laughs> best. You better believe. I was like, come on, you can just like, yeah. now I know how somebody dies on the Peloton. Cause I just was like, <laughs> you know, crank that thing up. I hit it. And then literally I finished and I thought, well, you just screwed yourself for the next 30 yeah, really. minutes. That you're going to be yeah. running on that treadmill. <laughs> but man, I felt better when I got done anyway. Yeah. So hundred percent. Yes. It's, yeah, it is, it's, it's, like, it's an accountability piece. Yeah, it is. And just I being think, kind to yourself. Like yeah. you're going to be so – there are so many things you are going to screw up. I mean yeah. even if – you just said it, Shannon. Like we're, you know, how many years into this? And it's like we still screw yeah. up. Yeah. Still. And even yeah. when you think you have it just nailed down, you're farming with mother nature. Yeah. Like there is just stuff. Like those sunflowers, like we talk about all of them blooming. It's like if it doesn't – if it's super hot and that, so- that seed sits in there and it's dormant and you don't get rain – all of those sunnies, those mm-hmm. 2,000 you just planted, um, they're all going to come up at once. Yeah. So, yeah. So just it's the, what we do. It is. And you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Got to yes. get comfortable being uncomfortable because yeah. it's it's it, it ain't going away. Okay, guys. Hopping in here to tell you all about our sponsor, Heirloom Roses. Heirloom Roses has the cutting roses you need to help your farm grow. Now you can take 20% off any of their 900 varieties that are ready to ship. You're just a few clicks away from investing in the success of your own farm with Heirloom Roses' own root roses. Heirloom Roses understands small farming, managing a family business, and celebrating with every order that comes in just like you. 
Visit heirloomroses.com and take 20% off of your order of $100 or more with the code DIRT now through May 30th, 2023. Grow your business and your garden with the best own root roses at heirloomroses.com. Okay, guys, let's get back into the show. So talking about, I know we, we talked about this a little bit, and I think some of our like horror stories like lead into this definitely, but like why to succession plans? So if you've got someone telling you not to, here's a few reasons that you know we think that you should. So for sure, for me, the number one reason is that harvesting off of old plants, we have all been there. We have all been scrounging for flowers and harvesting off of old crap. I, I just refuse to do that anymore. It takes so much time grading the flowers. It slows you down. It's completely inefficient. And at the end of the day, the qual- the product quality is not there. Mm-hmm. So if we're going, if we're in the business of selling beautiful and harvested correctly flowers, then that needs to be our business. So it should be your number one priority. And if you aren't succession planting, your three month old zinnias are looking sad about Mm -hmm. one month in. You don't want to be harvesting or off those for the next two months. That would be like complete torture. Turn it into a you pick. Yeah. A hundred percent. They love the half dead stuff. Yeah. I mean, I hate saying they love the dead stuff actually. (laughs) They love the weeds. They do. Weeds and a little floppy zinnia with some powdery mildew, man. That is a gorgeous bouquet. And like a pitcher on somebody's countertop. I was how many times I've been tagged and I'm sweating. I'm like, how do I untag? Oh God. But they're happy. And I should just be like, yeah, tag away. Because all their other friends are like, shh. Yes. That's beautiful. I mean, in some ways, like for me, like um, we let people pick out of our production farm or our production area and I'm like, go for it. It's all the stuff that we don't want Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they don't care. So if if you ever need to see some joy, man, let people pick your half, your half dead crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They love it. They love it. They do, man. But well, and then another reason for succession planting, I know for us, is that, you know, there's a lot of crops that are one and done, and then it gives you multiple successions into that. And then, you know, something else too is that we plan for dried flowers. So we plan mm-hmm. for excess, you know, before something's going to go to seed, especially mm-hmm. with things like gumfrina, strawflower, celosia. I know I've talked about my celosia from this year, last yeah. year. Remember, I had all of that pink. I l- <laughs> don't know that I've seeded any pink yet. With every Christmas wreath that re- left this farm last year had some sort of like pink. I'm like, it kind of looks red. <laughs> it's fine. Pink-ish, it. whatever, eat it up. But those those crops that we know, you could get a second flush on them, right? Like you really yeah. could. But to maximize like the primo stuff that you're sending out, being able to have multiple successions of those. Ageratum mm-hmm. is one. Yeah, you say ageratum, don't you? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. What's it? Adger- uh, that's ageratum. 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 I think we should do an episode of just like you pronounce something, I pronounce something. <laughs> There's so many different ways. Dahlias, isn't that how Lori says it? Dahlias, yeah, yeah, it's something so pretty. Yes, what dahlia? (laughs) That's what I sound so (laughs) southeast Ohio, man. But yeah, so just those are some reasons to to succession plant, and yeah, and and we're gonna give you kind of some tips here. But the first thing I want to say is just get your mind frame in the right place, like your mindset, to know like this is not difficult. 
we're going to, you can simplify these steps. So if you're getting all anxious about like, oh, succession planning, I don't know. I don't, oh, how do I do this? It's, it's literally just taking your crops, whatever crops you want to grow, you, you set and say like, okay, these are the things I want to grow for this summer and breaking those up into different plantings. Yes. So that could be, you know, for, um, for spring for us. So our succession, I'm just giving you like a little snapshot, but we start stuff early inside and we do two successions of seeded stuff, transplants mm-hmm. that we plant outside. In addition to, I'm, you know, I love my direct seeding. If you mm-hmm. haven't heard, if you have not listened to our direct yeah. seeding episodes, scroll back. Cause it's like it's one of our one. most, still one of our most popular ones. Yeah. I ain't scared to direct seed. That should be a shirt. I, <laughs> I ain't scared of direct seed. Uh, So we do two successions of direct seeding. And so for me, that just like fills in all of those gaps. And I love direct seeding because I I think it reduces the waste of starting from, you know, inside. It gives me more space. I grow everything inside. I don't grow in a prop house. So I still, we're really good at inside growing, Mm -hmm. transplanting, hardening them off. And we grow a lot of plants that way, but Mm -hmm. keeping it simple. So that's it. So those are simple successions. And then I'm literally just writing down what those successions are mm-hmm. with those dates and sticking to a plan. So if you can count, you know what you want to grow and you have a calendar, you can succession plan, yeah. right? Yep. Agree. Yeah. yeah. In, in an accountability That's, friend or something, like put someone else in charge yeah. of making sure that you do it. Yeah. And I think everybody gets, at least for myself, I don't want to speak for other people. I know early on I would see all of these like spreadsheets and mm-hmm. everybody talking about all this stuff and they're they're putting, you know, you're scrolling the death trap of Instagram and you see yeah. this, uh, this farm is doing another succession and I would see it and I'd get this wave of panic like I'm behind the eight Should ball and it's like, it? well, yeah. they're in a completely different zone mm-hmm. and they overwinter their dahlias, okay? Mm-hmm. You're not you're not in that zone. I I would imagine that people in Alaska are just like or northeast. <laughs> yes. Northeast that are like okay, people. Like yes. we have <laughs> you need to chill. They they're probably like we're still clearing snow. Yes. They can't even they can't even grow zinnias because they don't have enough doesn't get time. warm enough. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they have to grow them in high tunnels. They don't have enough time. Oh, doesn't get warm enough. Yeah, enough I know. Tunnel. Y'all think you got problems what? growing Alaska. That's why they grow panties or northeast. The northeast. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Tarnation oh, flower. I'm like, yeah. yes. how do you guys yeah. function? I feel like a brat when we're talking about how long yeah. our growing season is. Yes. And it's not even that long. It's like six months. So anyway, yes. on a tangent, but simplifying yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. Just yeah. if you're in your mind worrying about all of these things and getting caught up in the details, like strip all the things out that are making you feel anxious. And let's just start with that from the beginning. So I think if you were say, okay, like I want to get my succession plan going. I think the first order of business is just knowing what your first and your last frost dates are at the at the bare minimum. Let's find those things. We'll put a link in the show notes if you don't know what those dates are, but they're so incredibly essential to planning. And I would go, so it's just like an almanac.com link. I will we'll make sure that Emily puts it in the show notes. Thank you, Emily, for doing that. Mm-hmm. And go find out what your first and your last frost dates are. Also, a little tip. This is like, this is when you're transforming yourself from a hobby farmer to a a production farm or a commercial more of a commercial farm like a real business is you need to start doing your planning in week numbers 
the industry Mm -hmm. plans in week numbers. So um, start transitioning that over now and start doing your succession planning that way. So plug, if you order plugs, they're going to be referring to shipping dates in weeks. Mm -hmm. I know like the Apple calendar app adds, you can add, there's a setting in it. So you can add Yep. Google too. So instead of saying like April 1st, we're going to say that's week 14. That way, if like I used when I first started, I got really hung up on the dates. Like, well, you know, it says it's April eighth, but it's it says I should be starting at April second. Oh God, I'm like I'm you know I'm six days mm-hmm. late. And I'll, it's like just try to try to get your weeks in order. So start planning and and thinking that way. And once you once you get there, you'll be fine. But you need to start planning your entire year that way. Yeah, we switched over our um, our harvest sheets are all by week this year because mm-hmm. yes. we were doing dates and then we're like plugging it back in. I'm like, we need to switch this. So I pulled everything. Yeah. So everything's by week. Um, and then we just put it up on our calendar or on our chalkboard so the girls know what week it is. My brain sort of lives in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the earlier you can switch over to weeks, it really, really simplifies it with um, succession planting mm-hmm. schedules, like you said, ordering, knowing when to start. And the holidays also fall differently. So Mother's Day is a little bit later this year, yes. you know, and knowing like, okay, it hits on this week. And I'm able to go in and, and say to to florists, like we have a sheet that says like when is something in bloom. Mm-hmm. And so you can literally put it in week one through 52. Mm-hmm. And then when that color block gets filled in, they know it's like on that spreadsheet, they know it's probably in bloom them. So it's mm-hmm. like week 13 to 15, right? It gives you sort of this range on yes. when something is going to be in bloom and when we're going to pick it to any volume and all of that too. So just, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good tip. And even just figuring out your successions too. Like if you know, okay, I do everything. If I do my zinnias, let's say three weeks apart. Okay. If my first seeding is is week 16, then I know my next one's going to be 19. And it's just like, yep. everything is easier in the brain. Yeah, less going back and looking at a calendar and trying to figure out when it is. Yeah, absolutely. So determine, you know, once you are ready to kind of get going with this, some of the things to start out with is determine your important dates and putting them on a calendar. Mm -hmm. Calendar is like we live by it on all things. It's on my phone. Got one on my wall. We have one specific to – I have a a schedule that we stick just to with seating, right? So we Mm -hmm. can reference the week. I know what week it is. And then – having your uh, transplant dates on there. So we know when we're seeding them in. And, you know, I also got really hung up. I don't know if you did, Shannon, but like Mm -hmm. with when everything was going to be ready, like I struggled in the beginning, like, okay, well, they're not all six weeks, you know? And now I'm just, I, I worry less about how many weeks in the plug, like I know about how many that they're going to be in the seeding tray and then I'm going to transplant them out. I tend to do it a little bit earlier than I tell you to anyway. Yeah. I'm always pushing it a little yeah. bit. But then knowing your transplant dates on like when is it safe to plant outside. So for me, like with – I always use uh, St. Patrick's Day as my seeding. So that was sort of when I gardened mm-hmm. um, with pot- putting potatoes in the ground. Like that was the date that you could – could or should put potatoes in the ground. And so uh, I also will go around and sort of walk. I, I've seen like bachelor's buttons, uh, buplurum, like all this stuff sort of coming up. I'm like, oh, I could have planted this early March yes. because that particular seed, direct mm-hmm. seeded, likes that freeze and then the warmth of the day, the cool mm-hmm. of the night. And that's what causes that seed to germinate like Larkspur. So mm-hmm. If you're out and you're seeing stuff come up, I always use that as sort of my reference. I'm like, okay, I could have done this like a little bit earlier. 
and, you know, setting those transplant dates based off of what we were talking about earlier with your frost-free dates of knowing when you can actually plant. Yes. When you get kahunas, like Shannon, <laughs> like when you get your kahunas, you can push it a little bit. And then you really just – if you need a little yeah. extra anxiety, just yeah. bump it back a little sure. bit before the frost date if you need to worry about something else. I mean, as, and part of what we do is pushing pushing the envelope on mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that is part of what makes you a good business owner is figuring it out. Like instead of seeing it as something that is like going to drain the life out of you figuring it out, like try to see it as a challenge. And um, and again, we're all going back to like good good record keeping notes. Like we just keep a, a general like a binder that has the seed starting stuff. And then I put a few blank pages in it just for taking notes. Like, okay, so I know that like for me, yarrow is a pretty fast growing perennial. So I kind of treat it like an annual. And um, so, but if I won't remember that next season, unless I start making notes about it. So that's where it is. Like stop flying by the seat of your pants. It's really start making notes so that we can really develop a plan, um, like a plan, yeah. you know? So that's kind of the important piece. So if, if we're looking at transplant dates, like for me, you know, spring and cool flowers is like six to eight weeks before our last frost. And then I seed, I go backwards again, six to eight weeks, because that's how long my seedlings and stuff are ready. To, I need to start actually putting seeds into cell trays. So mm-hmm. I mark all those things on my calendar and then generally like so cool flower sowing dates, eight weeks. I'm trying to get better at fall planting some cool flowers as like an additional succession. Are, Lindsay, do you find that those fall stuff are blooming the same time as your first spring or a little earlier? Yeah, they're earlier, especially, especially in a high tunnel. So yeah. right now we're going to, we'll probably have snaps in 10 days mm. and they are massive like so that's a whole like we're already picking dianthus and it's april yeah i've got dianthus yeah status is going to be next um Mm -hmm. so that stuff is that's definitely and we always we kind of gamble on some of them but yeah we're picking it sooner so that's another every year i'm like how are we out of tunnel space we're out of tunnel space again you know our lizianthus are showing up now yes and so we get them kind of in weight we get them in waves and uh so yeah that's there they bloom a little bit earlier so mm-hmm. I, we really try we do like an entire high tunnel of just spring stuff for that yeah. reason because yeah. we get it earlier so and spring flowers are crazy profitable i mean people are like definitely mm-hmm. ready for flowers they are rip roaring ready to go so it's worth it taking the extra time to succession plant those mm-hmm. yep so on the transplant dates for summer flowers, I'm basically looking at my last frost date and saying, okay, this is when it's safe to transplant. And if I'm being 100% honest, I could probably do it a couple, a week or two earlier than that. Because even like some of our stuff can take a light-ish, especially sunflowers. We're doing sunflowers. our first sunflower succession like yep. this week. Um, yep, same. So I think that you're going to learn the things that you can push it with. But definitely that last frost date, if you are feeling like you don't want to take the risk on it. I mean, there's so much always going on in May here. It's like whenever the stuff gets in, it it goes in. But I think that that looking at that last frost date, like, okay, it's safe to plant my summer annuals. Like they should be ready to go. And for us, like the summer stuff, Celosia, Cosmos, Zinnias, they all um, are pretty quick to, to, to grow in our flats. So mm-hmm. I know I don't give them four to six. I give them more like three to four weeks um, and then mm-hmm. they're ready to go out. Yeah. And I, I've seen two people that do uh, 
soil blocking. Like, mm-hmm. I think this stuff grows quicker with cool. soil blocking. We don't use it. We, yeah. That's not how we yeah. do it. But mm-hmm. um, I think you could even even push it. So I think I've seen a lot of people that have these, like, massive plants that they're planting out. And it's like, you really do not need to. Like, they can be small, yes. tiny stuff. And they yeah. – if they're getting watered and they're they once they get that root system established, they're good. Yeah. So we, as long as they can pull it out and the the plug itself holds the soil together, mm-hmm. that baby's going good. outside. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just simplifying this down. Like know know your dates mm-hmm. and coming up with a plan of what you're planting. And there's plenty of research things out there. We're gonna we're going to have on our website for you a planting succession planting guide. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can head over to our website and we're going to have a, um, just our guide on there that kind of gives you like some of our basic crops that we have. Um, And you can plug in your frost dates and kind of spit out a little schedule for you, which is really nice. Yeah. It's just, so just kind of takes the panic out of it a little bit, I guess. Makes it it a little easier, but just don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, I think just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like yep. do what you can try to make a plan stick to it don't be like anal about it has to be on this date or the blah blah, blah. Yes. you know just just get it in that week at some point yeah our plants are generally incredibly forgiving so yes that's way more than humans <laughs> I always think too when they see them struggling I'm like man these things yeah. just want to live so <laughs> when I kill it I'm like at a girl <laughs> You did it. You did. They really wanted to live and you just just made it impossible. Made it. Just yeah, <laughs> turned it right into compost. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. So how many I know before we wrap this up, like how many yeah. successions do you do for spring and then summer? So the way we do it now is we do two summer or I'm sorry. I'm a, I do we do two spring successions. Um we're going to get ready to do generally like April 1st is like our the first week in April is when we do our first and then about three weeks later we'll do our second spring and that that's in our zone and then um I'm get, trying to get better on the fall piece I, I need to that that's yeah. something I'm adding this year I'm really going to hold myself accountable with and then summer I'm doing four yep of most things because I I really like having fresh stuff that that is like my number one goal is to make it easy on my employees to pick all of it. So I think four is usually the, the the ticket for me. And that that fourth one is like a little bit of a Hail Mary-ish, but generally with with our with our summers and we're getting warmer. So mm-hmm. it's it's generally been hitting. Yeah. And this frost dates are Yeah. Adjusting a little the bit. last frost dates pushing mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. And I that was the other thing. We we always talk about like know our strengths and um, you know, I get the tedious, the tedious part of the seeding. Uh, I think part of the reason I like failed on successions because I was I just didn't want to seed it. I mean, yeah. I've I've openly <laughs> talked about how growing seedlings is my least favorite part because once it yeah. starts, it doesn't stop. Like we yeah. don't, we are going to have something growing, literally now until fall, mm-hmm. like till July, August. We're going to be starting seeds, and yeah. that goes at July, August, then hits our fall succession, and I don't get a break from it. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of. That was, I think that was one of the reasons I just burned out. I was like, yeah, yeah. you can't see yeah. another try. And the, to me, like the seed, the seeding part, it's is like sometimes the easiest. It's keeping them, mm-hmm. yeah, healthy over that yeah. time and like prioritizing their health. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while you've got stuff blooming in your field is very hard. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think you know, give yourself a little grace. You, you'll get in the your routine, and it'll just become a part. But part of the business owner is 
making sure that these things happen and making it a priority. Don't let anybody else, you know, tell you otherwise or prioritize what needs to happen on your farm. That is a thing that has to happen for the business to to grow. Yeah, that's all right. I'm going to I'm going to put uh I'm going to put in my calendar to hold you accountable for your fall yes. planting. Please. I am. I'm going to harass when I'm doing mine. I will harass you. Well, I have fun. you and all these listeners. To, to, yeah. To, message you. And you're yes. like, hey, did you get yeah. that done? When you do your fall planting, so you take your first frost date, you try to get them in the ground six, to, six weeks before that, six to eight weeks. And then so then you're seeding six weeks before that. So 12 yep. weeks out. Yep. And I've, even with a high tunnel, I think you get a little bit of a stretch window in that, like sometimes, and then you get, you know, an Arctic blast in December and it literally just, just pulverizes a wrench and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, our friend Joanna, um, that listens to the podcast told me, I saw her this weekend and and her kids listened to the podcast along. And so I was like, I know, but she, her son told, I get, I asked for like a score, like give me a thumbs up and thumbs down on, on like, how is my, my language? And he was just like, "Mm," you know, like sometimes (laughs) that's like, okay, I'll be mindful. Sometimes it slips out and he's the, 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 the cussing police. So, so sweet. Just the sweetest, which I need that. I need somebody that follows me around. Man, shouldn't say that. Was that necessary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just smashed my thumb. I don't know if there's any other word I can say other than that. <laughs> but I'm like, it, it's been on my mind like two or three times that they're oh, listening today. So yeah. I feel like I was a little bit cleaner. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, did we cover it? What do you think? We did. Yeah. I think so. And then, hey, if you guys, again, I know Lindsay mentioned it, but head to www.thedirtonflowers.com and download our succession planting guide. It really is a good one. It's a good thing to have. Save it for yourself and keep it forever for reference. Um, That's our little gift to you for listening in on this awesome episode. Okay, guys, if you found value in today's episode, please connect with us on the Dirt on Flowers Insiders. We are opening the doors for the first five days of each month in May. We're talking about Lindsay's love language, mm-hmm. efficiency. Mm. So if you feel mm-hmm. inefficient on your farm, I think that would be a really good one for you. So right now we are our wait list is open. So you can get on the wait list at www.dirtonflowers.com backslash membership. If you head over there, you'll be able to find it. So forward slash forward slash. <laughs> The dirt on okay. She's, she's not flipping me off. <laughs> w, okay, the dirt on flowers.com forward slash yeah. membership. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, it's leaning forward. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You guys, you know, we'd love seeing and hearing from you at our Instagram page at dirt on flowers. So, send us a comment, a message, tell us what you want to hear more of, more of. We really do love hearing from you guys. You are the reason we're doing all of this. So your feedback is incredibly important. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in each week. This is so much fun. It's like, it's literally the best. So thank you for listening. We really do um, feel honored that you um, put in your earbuds and listen to us every Friday. All right, guys, we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. 